Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. comedy came from the fact that it was just routine bullshit and now i've had a month to think about good goofs and it's killing me is that what, what comedy is like <laughs> <laughs> i needed to just stop everything that you were going to say because i knew exactly what you were going to say as soon as i started that <laughs> you can't start a sentence like that and not a good <laughs> Me to retaliate. No, that's not true. With good comedy. Every time that I say what if out loud in any other context, nobody else responds with what if God was one of us. Which I <laughs> yeah, think. But they're not me. <laughs> that's true. In retrospect, maybe it's more of a them problem than a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They really need to get their life together because obviously they're not living life right. Agreed. If that's not the first thing you hear. Please <laughs> don't say what if. Dot, dot, dot. Honestly, that's fair. Well, hi. Hey, I'm back. Back in our bullshit. <laughs> back in our bullshit, episode 69. Season two, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so proud of that. And I, I hate am. how much you are. I Don't you remember me screaming at you like a month and a half ago? And I was like, <laughs> no, we can't put the announcement on 69. We have to do 68.5. Because. That's so stupid. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> what just, if like, episode around. 69 was the sex episode? <laughs> You know, for the sex book. <laughs> <laughs> just me with red string to very obvious conclusions. And you were Absolutely. just like, yes, that's fine. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This isn't the Twilight, except we're not talking about Twilight anymore. We are, in fact, talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. So, uh, so feel free to leave now. This is your warning. Don't be like that. <laughs> hey, listen, stop. We haven't even changed the hashtag. We've just added one. That's true. That's true. And also, people were really horny for this one on our Twitter. So. Okay, it's true. So don't talk about They're people leaving. They're very horny for this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> on the sex number. Can I just say nice, like, every time that we talk today? Just, like, <sighs> I want you to take that cut. I'll give you a good, clean cut. And then you can just pop it in wherever you want. Nice. <laughs> Now, every time you hear it throughout this episode, it wasn't me. It was Cody's doing. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cody, how was your spring break? It was fine. I wasn't thinking about this. Honestly, so, same. So, you know, it was, it, was, it was fine. That's fair. It was less of a spring break and more of me, like, juggling all my other shit and not having this on top of it. And now we're right back, baby. <laughs> I know. Welcome to the life of having 5,000 jobs. Yeah, baby. It's a great life. As I let you know about a month ago, I traveled to Atlantic City and hung out yes. with my true family. Of course. The Jersey Shore family. <laughs> really got um, in touch with your roots. My roots, yes. Connected to your culture. My teased roots, my, oh my tan God. skin, and my very pressed laundry. <laughs> but here's the thing, folks. I am a poser. Because it's been a month and I haven't watched Jersey Shore at all. Wow. <laughs> I tried to. I had it in my... Big fan. I know. I had it in my planner. I was going to and then I just didn't. And there's no Sorry. Excuses. Hold Sorry. Hold on. You had 
watch Jersey Shore in your place. Don't come for me. I have a bad memory. (laughs) (laughs) I just, the idea of you, like, writing down, like, in a physical planner, be like, hey, don't forget Jersey Shore. I live a busy life, so sometimes you just need to schedule in me time. But instead of that, I just didn't. <laughs> hey, no excuses. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, this is going to be an episode full of shame for me, so I might as well just like get that out of the way. Yeah, let's just start strong with the shame. Speaking of shame, Cody, there's something very important I need to tell you. Please. So, um, in this past week, I was making the decision of whether or not I wanted to go in person to a thrift store and buy a copy of Fifty Shades Grey. And I decided yep. no, because there's no public space that I want to show my face ever doing that because I'm a bureaucrat and I don't want anyone to have any evidence of that <laughs> other than what I put out on the Aristocracy. <laughs> you can't see me holding a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey in public. Exactly. So I made the worst decision, ultimately, to yep. buy it on Amazon. Um, what? For my Kindle. Listen, what? hey. Dude, I, fucking use Overdrive or Libby. Come on, man. I need it. <laughs> use your library. Your library. I don't. I need it. Anyways. Now you're just fucking fisting fucking Bezos over <laughs> I don't want to talk about fisting at all in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Give me I a week. I can't believe you didn't expect that. <laughs> Give me a week. Let me have some elongated foreplay to get into talking about fisting oh Bezos. God. Please, God. Um, <laughs> anyways, what I'm trying to say is I downloaded it on Kindle and I immediately regretted it because yeah. I opened it up and I was like, oh, this is the worst. And then you know what happened, Cody? I pulled up Spotify to listen to music while I was reading this book. And you know what happened? Oh, I got an advertisement for a fucking Bible on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, you know what you need to be reading instead of this? The good book. <laughs> you know what you else? really need right now? Jesus. <laughs> I've never felt so called out in my whole life. A, this is this is what you get for not having Spotify Premium. B, true. if you fucking downloaded it from your local library, it would have been fine. And I'm yet- not saying that I didn't make mistakes in this. All I'm saying <laughs> is that the government knows and they're not happy about it. <laughs> No, <laughs> I have some questions, some suggestions, really. We have immediately deviated from our good Christian book um, that isn't Christian, <laughs> it's Mormon, really. To um, our gooder, more Christian book. Exactly. And the world is not happy about no. it, that's all I'm trying to say. So here's the thing, folks. We have to talk about the Fifty Shades universe now. And I'm not ready personally. I let Cody know a few minutes ago that I had to add E.L. James to our Google Alerts. I lost a part of my soul doing that. I do need to talk about E.L. James's author website just for like a hot second because there's so many fonts. There's so many sh- literal shades of gray that I want to snap this thing in half. Sure. But it is important to me. And Cody, could you Tell do Tell us, honor- you ever snap a website in half? <laughs> could you do me the honor and read the tagline that E.L. James has given to herself, please? Uh, provocative romance. Now, is it romance or is it romance? You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, did you say that? <laughs> what? The reason why I ask that is because the tagline is in two different fonts on her website. Oh, yeah. And on, like, the homepage versus the about page. Right. It's in, like, a script versus, like, whatever kind of fucking... Listen, I know about fonts, but I don't know about them at this moment in time. Don't come for me. Anyways... I think it's romance TM, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm oh, not prepared to discuss about E.L. James, but I had to do some research and I've changed my mind in these past 15 minutes that I think it's going to help me if I just call her Erica to try and remember that there's an actual person who wrote these words. But yeah, um, I do like to point out scrolling through this website at the Please. bottom, there's a search bar and underneath that there's a quote that says laters comma baby. And sorry, just, <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? Who is that quoting? I mean, my first inclination is fucking call me by your name, but that is a different thing. What if it was, though? What if God was one of us, you know? Fucking goddammit. <laughs> I literally just threw something against the wall. Um, it was it's a manifesting paper, into so. physical anger. <laughs> I just say it all the time and I don't realize it. <laughs> You're the only one who ever calls me out on it. Oh my god, now I'm wondering how many of my students say, like, say that in their heads, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Probably none. Probably zero. That's true. But if they ever do, I'm gonna stop this podcast and live in a cabin <laughs> under the sea. What? No. What? Under the sea. <laughs> Welcome to our Little Mermaid podcast. <laughs> Honestly, that would be preferable at this point. <laughs> Um, anything better. Okay, so when we're thinking about current events for this new world that I really don't know a lot about yet, mm -hmm. there's apparently a lot of shit happening with it right now. Like, we're jumping into the middle of it. First thing is apparently the last movie, Fifty Shades Free, the mm -hmm. DVD is coming out on Tuesday. Um, Get ready. Which, not Spawn at all. <laughs> no, actually don't buy it. As much as E.L. James is trying to promote it on our Instagram, please don't buy it. But, like, it's just a thing that's happening. Could you do us the honor of talking about this book club thing that's coming out in a couple weeks, though, please? I would want nothing more. Thank you. Because you brought this to my attention. And yeah. I feel like the world needs to know. This the world does need to know. Um, there's a movie coming out on May 18th called Book Club. It is starring basically Grace and Frankie. <laughs> like, it is Jade, Diakine and Jade Fonda. And it's about, like, old women who, like, have a book club about Fifty Shades of Grey, and they love reading this filthy, filthy stuff. Exactly. I have never been more intrigued by the fact that this is being made. It's coming out in two weeks, and I had no yeah. idea. Fucking Richard Dreyfuss is in this? What? Craig T. Nelson? Who? What is happening? What is going on? How did nobody know about this? The only thing that I can come up with is it was very late. Sure. All of these famous people were sitting around each other in a weird circle like Hollywood people do. <laughs> and they were like, you know what would be a funny idea? If we finally talked about Fifty Shades of Grey. And then it just like happened. Like it was just this bit and nobody's been able to call out the bit. It's just gotten sure. to the point where it's going to be released to the public. That's my conspiracy theory for today. No, I think that's good. Thank you. Well, you're limiting yourself to one per day. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm trying to, like, live in the now. But here's the thing. Um, also, not Spawn, but I saw this movie yesterday called The Endless. And everything that's been – like, everything I believe about cults and about aliens and the fact that it's out there and it's real was confirmed in that movie, which was basically just a documentary. It's all there, Cody. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. I can't stop wearing my tin hat because – it's all real. So I'm trying to 
I'm glad Alice Conspiracy Corner made a comeback into season two. <laughs> when would it ever leave? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of conspiracies, though, we have a couple of conspirators on our side that have some questions for us. Sure. The first one, and this is kind of getting into Fifty Shades, which we'll probably talk about some background first, but like, whatever. The first question that we got was, who would win in a fist fight between Anastasia Steele and the living embodiment of Anastasia Beverly Hills? Now... <laughs> that's an interesting it's an interesting predicament here right yes because which we will find out um anastasia steel represents everything that is useless about bell swan yep. <laughs> and the fact that she is clumsy and just scattered and scared all the time she's a meek human from at least these first two chapters sure and anastasia beverly hills is known for strong brows yep and I think that's enough. I think that's I, enough yeah. to get her. <laughs> I think that's all. Agreed. I feel like Anastasia Steele would be incredibly intimidated by Miss Beverly sure. Hills, given the interaction that we're going to talk about in chapter one. And what I cannot decide yet is internal misogyny, or she's just trying to like low-key hide her attraction to all of these beautiful women. Right. Yeah. Um, or both. You know what I mean? It happens. Hey. So I think that Anastasia Beverly Hills would definitely win. Yeah. Just like, it's just the truth at that point. It's not even an opinion. The second question that we got is, <laughs> I quote, why they got to kill off, rip off Chardad like that? What did Billy Burke's mustache ever do to E.L. James? <laughs> I think this is less of a question and more just like a cry for help. I agree. Which like, I'm also, I feel it, you know? Agreed. Yeah, there's a lot of dads in these first two chapters. Sure. But not Chardad. You know what I mean? No. Hashtag not my dad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there we go i mean that's it yep that's yeah. all i wanted yeah i'm a social media strategist <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> so just think about that i'm just now gonna imagine everyone with a great mustache and hopefully my experience reading this will be better than it has been thus far agreed i think the problem with what i've noticed within these first two chapters anyways is there's too much daddy and not enough dad you know what i mean <laughs> um <laughs> What, you don't like me saying that with a straight voice? <laughs> Just In you so saying many ways. daddy was really weird for my ears. Good. Enjoy it because I think it's going to come up. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of what this series is about, Cody. Listen, I am ready to talk about butt plugs. I'm ready to talk about fisting. You you saying the word daddy is just outside of my whole brain's capacity for thinking. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that we are both very comfortable talking about sex in all capacities. But there's a term that is going to come up in about three minutes that is going to literally make me want to shed my skin. So yeah. well, that's where we're at right now. Here's the thing. Fifty Shades of Grey, the first one, was published in 2012. Where were you in 2012, Cody? I was was 15. Oh my um, god. Probably 14 going on 15. Because it was March. Yeah, so probably just living it up in like, what, ninth grade? Late middle school? Early high school? Something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. BB Cody in the city. Yeah, that's that was sweet. In March, specifically of 2012, I was in the last few months of my senior year of high school, and I didn't have brows at that time, which is terrifying <laughs> for me to think Listen, of. Listen, none of us had brows in 2012. <laughs> It's true. Let's be honest. At that point, I was not in high school anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I was still at home during that time. But I was more focused on reading The Hunger Games at this time and not Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Yeah, probably the same. <laughs> so I know that we've talked about this a little bit, that 
the Fifty Shades has come from Twilight fan fiction because mm-hmm. I know I I distinctly remember saying the words Snow Queen's Ice Dragon out loud on this podcast Olay. before. <laughs> <laughs> that curse um, phrase. What if we just refer to Erica as Snow Queen <laughs> or like <laughs> El Ice Dragon? <laughs> Uh, Snow Queen James. <laughs> Snow Queen James. <laughs> That's so much better. That makes this so much of a better reading experience. Um, I just love the fact that this came from fan fiction and is just like doing itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I had the ebook or whatever, like if I had like the about thing, it was like whatever. Um, and it said that it had sold over a hundred million copies, which is not like surprising, right? Because, yeah. like, I remember when this came out and, like, you know, I frequented the bookstore often and it was always there forever for oh, years. Yeah. It was always there. Every display because people just kept fucking buying it. And I just, I, I don't think I really put it in perspective of to how much that was because I looked back and Twilight was around the same ballpark. It was, like, over 100 million copies, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's crazy, right? Because, like, I mean, people were buying it, but it's like, wow, it really made probably as much money, if not more, than the thing it was based off of. And, and like- that's so buck wild to me. Right, right. One of the things that I want to mention, too, right, because this is going to get into fucking this name. So I didn't know when we had first talked about this that the original fan fiction had been reworked and then this trilogy is just like split into three parts. I assumed that like this first book was the fan fiction and then she just expanded from there and that's apparently not the case. But when we're talking about the sales, right, it comes from this fan base, which I think we're familiar with, with just analyzing sure. fandoms, right? Which is right. women. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but specifically, right, this book more than others that we've talked about here in this space is for older women I guess Mm -hmm. like it was written by like a middle-aged woman and I think it's audience is supposed to be that and so here's the thing in the matter of researching this I came across (laughs) what is what is dubbed as quote mommy porn what which is what this book falls into which i think is like isn't that kind of like the anne rice kind of books probably or like the fucking any of those covers that have the men with the long flowing hair and like on a horse you know what i mean because i remember that as soon as this came out there were so many discussions about like women sitting on washing machines and like all this bullshit and it's like the audience that I remember reading it at that time was definitely like middle-aged to older women and not anyone younger than that and I think we should make it clear that like that's not a bad thing no 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 like like fuck like hell yeah read your like erotic fiction and do whatever you want and live your life I will say though that the name mommy porn is objectively awful And it it's makes me the worst hurt inside. Yeah, I found this fucking article on CNN that literally uses that term. CNN. Like oh. you couldn't have figured out anything else to di- like to title this as. Oh god, it's so bad because it gives such a, a connotation that is not horny literature. And rather something that is, like, very different. Anyways, obviously, as we continue this, we're going to be talking about all of the critiques here because that's where I'm coming from to reading this text. But yeah, so at this time, right, it was, like, washing machines. I distinctly remember seeing shit on, like, the Today Show talking about sales of, like, fucking bondage material going up and, like, sex toys going up and all that shit. So it's just trying to put that into context with when this fucking happened, I guess. 
2012, man. It was a different time. Man. Obama didn't ask for this, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's not his fault, you know? Here's this thing that I love about Snow Queen James. She doesn't title her chapters at all. Thank God. It's just like, chapter one, we're in there. We're doing it. Here we are. And I hate it. (laughs) It's the short review. I know I put on Twitter as soon as I opened it that, like, literally within the first four lines, it says submission. I was like, well, and like, in a way that is like so unnecessary. Like, she's talking about how her she went to bed with wet hair, and now, as you, as as tends to happen, your hair gets fucked up when you wake up in the morning, and you can't brush it. Yep. And so she's like, man, ugh, trying to, like, brush my hair into submission. And you're like, sorry. <laughs> Who speaks like that? Works. Who says that? Who would ever? No. Yeah, first of all. This is just Anna. you putting your sex thing in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just, like, highlighted words and was like, what is the sex option for this Like, this one? could be submission if you tried. <laughs> um, Why, though? Fuck. It's like, okay, first of all, Anna, get a wet brush. You know what I mean? It's true. And second of all, these, like, three sentences indicate a very distinct personality of Anna in the first page, which is, I'm trying to brush my hair into submission, and then in italics, I must not sleep with it wet, I must not sleep with it wet, and it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, are we talking about, because this is not the usual language you would use for someone, like, condoning themselves for fucking up their hair and making themselves, like, a mess in the mornings, right? This is very much, like... That is a compulsion that you were saying. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, are we going to talk about, like, mental illness, like, right off the bat? Nope. Right. Of course no. not. No. <laughs> it's just a fucking Snow Queen James being the weirdest. <laughs> of course not. And, like, you can see, like, that's where the, like, the parallels really start, right? Because, like, obviously very similar to the intro when she saw Bella, like, she was very much like, who is this person I'm looking at in the mirror? And then, like, just being compulsive for most of her, like, the first time we see her. Mm-hmm. Still not going to address any of it, right? But it is there. So, hey. Exactly. The one thing that I wanted to mention, too. Do you ever meet a person in real life that you know well whose name is as fancy as Catherine Kavanaugh? It's a great name. It's a strong name. Yeah. That's a Teen Vogue name right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, just keep that in mind. But I wanted to just talk about how shook I am and the fact that this book takes place like 20 minutes from where I grew up. <laughs> and so every time that I'm like looking at all of this and like trying to critique it as much as I can, I'm like, well, the basics of what is in this chapter are just like correct. <laughs> Except for that no one calls it Interstate 5. We just call it I-5. Because like, who the fuck? But anyways. Interstate 5. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like some, definitely some British person trying to write about the US for sure. Sure. One of the things that I want to talk about, because you obviously are still within this realm, um, and I just have personal experience with it. Would you ever go into <laughs> fucking interview not having looked up even the person's name on Google? <laughs> I was so infuriated. Because, like, a major, I mean, for people, I guess, who are not reading along, she has to fill in for Catherine Kavanaugh who is her roommate and, like, journalist friend. She's an editor at the paper, and she's, like, whatever. But she's sick, and she can't go. So Anna has to do it. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to interview this guy. Um, She gave me some questions, didn't give me a bio. Why would I look up who this man is? Or even look at the questions beforehand. Let me just wing it, right? Let's just... 
it's not something I could easily find. It's not like this guy's really famous and you could just Google something and know just who he is and how he's related to the, it. It gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> it was like, so stressful. I was like, this is the worst. It's so bad. Yeah, I hated the idea that she was just like, fine, everything's cool about this. I'm just going to wing it. And then also, I mean, on my personal side, and this may not be a normal thing, but I definitely would have either had Kate or done it myself and just called the office and been like, hey, so I'm the one coming in so that not everybody calls me Kate as soon as I get there. Because <laughs> that'll throw me off my groove. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like that's a fucking common courtesy thing. Sure. Especially because it sounds like this interview that they're doing is because of the fact that he's like a fucking benefactor for the university and is going to be like the provost for them of just like handing out the fucking like graduation shit at their... Right. A ceremony mm. also who has a mercedes in college like it's fine. oh my god you're in vancouver like chill <laughs> like that's not a thing <laughs> <Fucking> here relax <laughs> so she gets this office right and on this first page it says steal like 14 times so welcome to our rating experience hello everyone yeah <laughs> but it's apparently this office is staffed it's not even an office really it's just like the tower is st- staffed with beautiful women um and anna does not know how to cope with that no at all <laughs> what are these beautiful blonde women it's gross right because she's looking at herself and she's like meh, meh, meh. i can't believe that i didn't wear a blazer and all i have is brown and blue on <laughs> Because I'm boring. (laughs) I can never work here because I'm not blonde and beautiful. Exactly. But then she's just like fawning over all these women and just like staring at them. And it's like, Anna, it's okay. Like, I'm sure (laughs) you could just be like, hey, what highlighter do you use? (laughs) Just like have a conversation with this person instead of like making snap judgments about them. Sure. That's what I thought was funny about um, how she was describing Catherine too. Because she was like, these are the reasons why she would make a perfect journalist. She's like determined and she's like she will really get it done or whatever and then she's like and she's beautiful and i'm like what <laughs> wait, wait. i mean I, I mean she's not wrong yeah but as, i like, in the u.s but like what the fuck this is your friend right <laughs> can't you come up with anything else to say about them other than beautiful she's uh pretty and that's why she would be good at she's being a journalist. full lips and yeah. i mean uh i just want to kiss them <laughs> exactly uh fuck me anyways um you can't just say that while we're talking that's true damn it i need to change up my vernacular for this podcast because you can just cut that and use that it's just like fuck me nice (laughs) like just (laughs) that was all on you (laughs) you did that all by yourself damn it so she's sitting in this lobby right and she's like wow seattle i want to move here but i'm just like staring at it like i've seen it for the first time (laughs) even though it's two hours away and i just want to take a moment and tell fucking el ice dragon for a second did you really need to say that anna was momentarily paralyzed by the view did you because i don't think you did no Okay, so we need to get to this part where she's talking about the fact that she's not like other girls, a.k.a. Bella Swan. Hello, yeah. It's the grossest. Because she's still, like, trying to find these questions. She's like, oh, damn, I should have asked for a biography as I'm sitting in the lobby waiting for this fucking dude. She's like, I don't know. He could be 90, or he could be 30, or he could be two. I don't know. Boss baby? (laughs) And then as she's going through this, she's like, 
man, I really wish that I wasn't here. And I was just reading a classic British novel and just curled up in my campus library that's probably just a shed because it's WSU Vancouver, let's be honest. And it's just like, Anna, please, you're fine, but also shut the fuck up. So gross. Could you do me the honor and tell everybody what happens as soon as she walks into fucking Christian's <laughs> office, please? Well, in Bella Swan fashion, she really just bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> she just fucking disappears. Just, she just eats shit. <laughs> God, it's so good. It's so good. Because you know, it's, like, she's fine. She's wearing those knee-high brown boots. Like, she didn't get scuffed up at all. It's just... Right, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. If she had been wearing, like, stilettos or something, she could have, like, broken her ankle. (laughs) Absolutely. It would have been not great. Exactly. Like, oh my god. Just her walking in and, like, fucking it up real hard and, like, not knowing how to probably walk into a tour and having people, like, be like, hey, let me make sure you get get out safely, right? Mm -hmm. And then her fuddling with a microphone for 20 minutes, like, oh my god. This is Bella Swan. We're here. We have not left her. No, you can definitely tell that this is fan fiction inspired to the most. Right. I love this introduction, right? Because the first thing that we get about Christian as soon as she gets in is she <laughs> looks up and all she says is, he's so young. <laughs> Which, like, shut up, Anna. This is gross. So this fucking interview, right? It's the worst thing. Absolutely. It's so bad. She's she's ill-prepared. She's ill-prepared, yeah. At fault of her own. (laughs) Yep. She's in arguably the most intimidating atmosphere for a business environment because it's Christian, right? So everything is gray and white and wood and is completely sterile. And they try to make small talk about this fucking painting thing that's on his wall. And it's like, you didn't need to waste a whole page on this, but you did. Um, (laughs) She looks at him and she's like, wow. He's like... Adonis. And it's like, really? Is he Anna? Because <laughs> I don't think so. Can we talk about the fact, though, that she takes like 20 minutes to set up the recorder and then asks if it's okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I was kind of like, all of, all of hearing Christian Grey talk is very much like pedantic and him being like putting people down, especially Anna, and being like, you idiot girl, right? Mm-hmm. But like, this was the one time where I was like, all right, you got a point here, sir, because she really just sets this thing up. <laughs> struggling for so long and then she's like uh do you mind if i record your your answers and he's like i mean you're gonna i'm not gonna say no you spent like half an hour fucking working on this thing i fucking guess you made this recorder in front of my eyes so yeah i guess you built this from nothing (laughs) you forged this audio recording Oh my god, yeah. So, like, obviously just underscoring the fact that this is not her expertise, right? Right, yeah. And, And like, she, yeah, of course, she's like an aloof English major who was roped into this by her roommate and was just given a set of questions that she didn't even look at beforehand and was just kind of like, here I am. Yep. Let's try to look like a professional in front of this hot guy. And it's such a mood, right? Like, that is, that... No, this is not my personal college experience. But the idea of being an aloof English major is very relatable to me. <laughs> sure. Um, and so I get it. But here's the thing. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later when Kate gets this fucking audio transcript. Because she tells <laughs> Anna to, like, take notes. And Anna doesn't take notes. She's just no. staring at Christian's lips the whole time. But he doesn't really give great quotes. No. Because he's just like, 
oh, I exercise control in all things, Miss Steele. And it doesn't say anything. It does not elaborate. And of course, because Anna has no idea how to do anything in this field. She's like, she's not going to press him and be like, what is that? Can you expand? Can you elaborate? What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is, he really, there are not any pull quotes available from anything that he said here. Because it's, it kind of oscillates between him trying to look her dead in the eyes and be like, I am horny and I like to tie people up and her being like, cool. Um, are you adopted? And then he just looks at her again. He's like, did you Google me at all before you came in? <laughs> like, listen, as much as Christian is an asshole and he says some whack shit, he's Absolutely. also speaking some truths. <laughs> it's, yeah. She spends so much of this chapter being mad at, at Catherine for not giving her a bio. And I'm like, motherfucker, you can do a Google. You can, it's, that it's is 2012. Like, you have a phone. It's going to be okay. Like, you can f- figure it out. Exactly. I just love that fact that, like, it just very much underscores her inability to interview properly when she's like, so what do you do to, like, chill out, Chris J? (laughs) (laughs) How do you, like, chillax, right? Oh, my God. And it's so gross because you can tell that this was written based on Edward, right? Because he says, there are people who say I don't have a heart. And she's like, why? (laughs) Which, (laughs) shut the fuck up, Anna. Um, And... His response is, because they know me well. And then he just smiles. That's terrifying. (laughs) Who does that? You're not a human being. No. That's not... What? You are some fucking AI right now, Christian. And also, like, I'm trying to imagine this in a situation, right? And not imagine it too much, because I don't care. Um, sure. But enough to understand that, like, this is a man who's... Th- she's sitting in his tower, which, phallic, trying to get these answers out of him. And this is all he's giving her out of... Like, he's done interviews before. Like, come right. on. Be nice. Anyways. <laughs> She's finally getting it after, like, ten minutes. She's like, I can't help but think that we're talking about something else. Like, I just, he keeps saying things that make me uncomfortable and weird. And I don't know why that is. He keeps saying he's a control freak and he likes to possess things. And he also likes to, like, eat ass. And I just don't, (laughs) I don't get what's happening. And it's so, like, you could tell when she goes off the rails during this interview or like off script right Mm -hmm. like in her you could hear like her inner dialogue which is her being like control freak you're control freak you're an asshole like you're control freak it's very and then sometimes it just slips out like into this conversation it's so funny it's very good and i think that's the one thing where age helps between anna and bella because i think there is some snark here that she actually like conveys it's just right. she's not put in a lot of spaces where that is where available in these first yeah. two chapters. Now, right. we do need to talk about the worst question that she asks. Of course. Um, because in her defense, Kate put this on here, but... Like, just, she should have glanced down and seen what the next question was before she just started speaking. Yeah. That is a that's a five-word question. You could get your eyes down there, see it, say that's a bad question, and then just go to the next one and just forget it ever happened. Exactly. And the question, if you haven't read this, which please don't, um, is Anna looking down at this paper, being like, hmm, yeah, that seems legit, and then staring (laughs) up at him as he, like, literally has a whip in his hand, and he's like, she's like, are you gay, Mr. Gray? In what circumstance would that be appropriate? Ever. Ever. With a stranger. But also ever, in general. Yeah. And, like, when she goes back to talk to Catherine, she's like, why the fuck did you make me ask that? And, then, and she was like, I mean, 
all the times he's been out in public, he's never been with a date. So, like... So he's obviously gay. Come on. Shut the fuck up. Put it together, man. Think about it. Honestly. So anyways, it's been, like, objectively probably, like, five minutes in this interview because of the fact that Christian is not expanding on his answers and Anna does not know how to ask a question to save her goddamn life. But apparently, (laughs) Christian had scheduled another meeting, like, right up against this. And so... What Anna refers to as, like, blonde number one and blonde number two, they come in and are like, hey, so your next meeting is, like, right now. And he's like, fucking cancel it, Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you see I'm busy? I'm doing something right now. (laughs) I'm being my inner Adonis. Let me live. It's so funny, too, because the the interview with Anna only lasts for, like, another two minutes. Like, he could have just gone to his other thing. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm trying to fuck, Andrea. <laughs> can't you tell? I turned my light on outside. <laughs> you can't just mosey in a young, impressionable brunette girl and not expect me to want to go down, you know? Like, I, my whole day, cancel everything I have today. <laughs> and see, that's the thing that's like, it makes him so much like Edward. Like, he's so easily flustered that like, as soon as someone comes in, he's like, oh my god, I was expecting a blonde and it's a brunette and I can't handle this change fuck, and I need fuck, to fuck, journal fuck, for the rest fuck. of the day. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I need to be in my thinking couch. I just gotta decompress. I can't talk to anyone. Oh, Leave God. me alone, everyone. Objectively, Christian only has one interview every day. And then he just needs to debrief after it. Like, yeah. he's apparently the CEO of the world and still just, like, can't handle interactions with people. He he is in control of forty the careers of forty thousand people, and yep. he, one nineteen year old girl is really gonna throw that out of whack. Exactly. Oh my god! Also, that conversation when he's like, "Oh yeah, I could just fucking fire half of my company, and I don't give a shit." And <laughs> Anna finally gets <laughs> a little bit fired up, and she's like, "Sorry, don't you have a board to answer to?" <laughs> and she's like, trying to be shook about this, not realizing that he doesn't have a board, which weird. Um, yeah. And he just looks at her and is like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But also, fuck me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He just, like, looks over at the painting, and if you stare at it long enough, it's like one of those fucking mind reader shit, and it just says, fuck me, in all of those 36 paintings. (laughs) Christian, like, not so subtly offers Anna a job, and she's like... (laughs) cool thanks bye (laughs) which i love i'm actually great thanks you're weird i'm gonna go (laughs) um (laughs) i've known you for five minutes (laughs) and you were trusting me with your company (laughs) yeah and you just keep like looking i don't even know what you do here i don't know what this building does (laughs) I've done no research. Yeah, there's not even plants here. Like, what's the point? Um, Christian, you just keep looking at me and rubbing your clavicle. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Anyways. Your long fingers. <laughs> I know. She says that, like, five times. It's so gross. Long fingers are not attractive. That's just, like, Slenderman bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, anytime I think of... Anytime, like, long fingers is used in, like, text or whatever, like, the one thing I think about is, like, fucking Dark Shadows when they have those, like, weird-ass, like, long vampire hands. Exactly. And I can't, I can't unsee it. Oh, God. 
Anyways, so yeah, it does like actually take two minutes. He could have actually gone to this meeting because he's like, well, thanks and drive safe, but like drive safe, Anna. (laughs) And he like grabs her shoulders. He's like, yeah, he's like help putting on her coat and he like really just goes in on her shoulders. And like, this is not the interaction. This is not an appropriate interaction from someone who just gave you an interview. Yep, it's so bad. And then, okay, I know this interaction because I've seen it in the trailers before, but where they just like stare at each other as elevator doors close and it's supposed to be this like high sexual tension moment but it's just like a thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah and also it's really weird like that she would call him christian like why i feel like this whole time she's been like there's a professional relationship here you are a businessman and then suddenly just for no reason she's like christian (laughs) <laughs> I know. This whole time, like, literally the page before, she's like, thank you for the interview, Mr. Gray. Mr. Yeah. Gray. That's very considerate. Mr. Gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last moment, she's like, oh, I know your name. I just saw it in the placard as we walked outside. <laughs> your name is Christian. I love learning on the job. <laughs> <laughs> I love learning. Anna Steele. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So that's the end of chapter one, unfortunately, is them just saying each other's names, oh. like, breathless. It's gross. It's nasty. Humans are weird. If he is human, you know what I mean? I don't no. Oh my god. Get knows? your tin hat up. <laughs> I can't. It's stuck on there. Um, <laughs> I went out in the sun and it like fused to my head. <laughs> Anyways, so chapter two, right? It starts right off. Anna like has palpitations and she just doesn't understand. So she like goes out in the rain, which like, first of all, it's Seattle. It was probably misting. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> like get your shit together. It's been five minutes with this objectively creepy dude. And she says, no man has ever affected me the way Christian Grey has. And I cannot fathom why. Why do you think, Steel? Yeah, it's Anyways. It's gross. I love this because it's very Bella of her like driving back, contemplating everything that's happening. And she just cannot. She keeps going back to that ridiculous question being like, yeah, man, I fucked up. (laughs) Which is good. I'm glad that that happened. As soon as she gets back, right, Kate is like, tell me everything. The only problem is, is that Anna cannot figure out how she feels about Christian, which is very Bella. Sure. <laughs> then Kate gets like shook. She's like, oh yeah, I should have sent you home with a bio. That's so weird. The other thing of important plot points is Anna's version of the fucking Newton store. And it's so bad, bad. It's so bad, bad, bad. It's so um, bad, 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 bad. Because <laughs> um, it's called Clayton's. <laughs> and, you know. There's so much unnecessary exposition in this chapter of just being, like, the fucking owner being like, I didn't think I would see you. And she's like, yep, well, I'm here. (laughs) And then that's it. Like, that's the end of this little- We have a weird, like, shift schedule thing where I can just come in whenever. (laughs) Yeah, who does that? That makes no sense. That just is, like, not how businesses work. And we find out more (laughs) fucking about Kate going through this article and, like, trying to make this transcript. And she's like, wow, I can't believe he offered you a job. Yeah, Christian's creepy. So. Oh, the one thing that I forgot to mention as far as setting up plot points is, like, this is the end of their school year. I mean, Mm. obviously, because, like, graduation shit. But it's, like, she's, like, doing her finals right now. So. Right. That's something to keep in mind, I guess. We do get a little bit of about her family her mom is just like renee it sounds like who just like you know tries a new thing every week and has a new husband but her stepdad i guess i think his name was ray is the one that she considers to care about and who's apparently like the chardash dad in this whole situation 
sure. Yeah. And it's like, Charlie, pure name. Ray? Really? You're going to make me think about Ray Romano as I read this book? And that's probably for the best, because now I have zero sex drive, as if I would have had any reading this. Um, <laughs> just think of him saying Deborah. In De- Ray Romano voice. <laughs> Deborah. <then> <laughs> I'm glad you did it because I didn't want to do it. Oh, how could I not? How could I ever resist that? (laughs) (laughs) There's so many pull quotes from this fucking episode. Uh, Yeah, more than in this fucking article. That's for damn sure. True. Okay, so, anyways, enter in Jose. Jose is our Jacob. I'm pretty sure Mm. is how this works. I'm still in like connecting all of these like characters and i think yeah, that's who we got is. a whole like corkboard behind us with some string. exactly and they're like buddies you know what i mean yeah. um but he like wants to fuck her so it's right great <laughs> so she goes to the store again and guess who's there but creepy McCreeps. creeps and he's just staring at her while she's like mm. eating this bagel <laughs> <laughs> which is really good to me yeah um i wish we get would got that scene in twilight I oh think i that know been fun. <laughs> what would edward have bought at fucking newton's oh man that's a good question i'm trying to think about objectively something he could actually pretend like he used right what if he just went in and bought like ski goggles do you think I they have those yeah, there sure. probably not but i do like the idea I'm i feel like he would probably those. if I feel like the one context is, like, probably, like, Esme or, or Carlyle would have just sent him to, like, get some shit. Oh, like, damn it. Esme wanted to, like, decorate the house or, like, Carlyle wants to <laughs> make a table. I don't know. <laughs> so Edward just stares at Bella as he buys a nail gun. <laughs> it's just, like, no dialogue at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's great. It's not phallic at all, Edward. No. Creep. Not fucking creep. <laughs> you blushing virgin. Um... <laughs> He'd probably been the one having a panic attack, let's be honest. Absolutely. Anyways, so Christian shows up at this fucking store, and Anna's just trying to eat her bagel and do some inventory, like, let her live. And what does he need to do? He needs to fucking buy all the sex shit. But here's the thing. As she's talking about his voice, I need to talk about this, because if someone has not read this and they don't know, it's very important. She describes his voice as warm and husky, like dark, melted chocolate fudge caramel, or something. Horrible. A horrible. <laughs> so bad. So, so- Sounds very good, but is not. Do you consider that husky? Because I do not. Yeah, the, the, they seem to be like husky. I would think would be like a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the first thing that came to mind. No, yeah, I, I don't think you have to add from that. I think you made you got the perfect example in one. No, his yeah. voice is like a pickle. <laughs> a Christian Grey, just oh, vinegary. And not to everybody's taste, you know what I mean? A little bit crunchy. A little bit, a lot crunchy, you know what I mean? (laughs) Exclusively crunchy. (laughs) Oh, God, Rachel's going to shit herself when she hears this. Um, He gets these things, right? And they're trying to have a basic conversation as he's buying cable ties, masking tape, and rope. And the least subtle. <laughs> not subtle <at laughs> all. And she keeps trying to remind herself, like, don't look at his mouth, because you're going to get <laughs> blushing and be the You're going to get trapped in the vortex and you won't be able to escape. The only thing that's relatable about this whole thing is that she realizes when she's trying to walk around with him in the store, she's like, I'm so glad I decided to wear my best jeans this morning. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Same. My finest denim. <laughs> you know, my Mr. sex jeans. <laughs> stop. I'm just saying. I need you to stop. I need you to stop. Um, 
One thing that's crazy about this interaction is the fact that, I mean, I guess because she's blinded by how attractive he is or whatever, but like, she really doesn't question the fact that he's there a lot, right? No! No, she like, says it like once. It's four hours away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and like, yeah, there's clearly there's no hardware stores in Seattle. Like, no. why would there, <laughs> why would there be one? Clearly, you got to make the trek. Go down to fucking Vancouver. Get that, get that high quality artisanal rope shit, right? <laughs> artisanal rope. Shut the artisanal. fuck up. Artisanal. <laughs> Because clearly the, the fucking stores in Seattle are not to his taste. Yeah, it's not and like Amazon was right the down the block and fucking Jeff could have hand delivered his sex toys to yeah. him. <laughs> really could have just given it to him. Yeah, no. Really? Really, it. you want to go there and not follow up on anything about what you just said? Really could have no. given it to him? No, no, I think okay. that's good. All um, right, <laughs> we'll touch on that next episode. Think about that for a while. She says it Fan once. Fan fiction nobody asked for. Yeah, I mean, is that going to be our ship this year? Because, damn. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he is the perfect capitalist, so I mean, I get it. It's true. Yeah, she asked about it once. She's like, so are you here in business, you weirdo? And he's like, actually, I run a farm here. <laughs> I'm trying to help the world. And also, I feel like Anastasia could have called him on his bullshit a little bit because she's worked there for four years and has never seen him once. Yup. Exactly. So, like, really just think about it. Also, man. she's worked retail for four years. Oh, Honestly, God. you think she'd be able to have a little bit better improv skills than she did in that interview. <laughs> Fucking That's ridiculous. true. Yeah. It's embarrassing. What do you do? I'm mad. In the back, you weirdo. <laughs> Is that how you've gotten through four years of your retail? I'm jealous. I'm, it's, I'm just predicting at this point. Um, he grabs the fucking masking tape. He goes over to the rope. And they're, like, staring at each other as she's counting this rope, right? Which is creepy and weird. Um, and then the only thing that comes out of his mouth is he asks her if she's a Girl Scout. Weird. And then, okay, so this last part was very good to me. Because he's like, okay, what else do I need? And she's like, uh. <laughs> You're the one buying death <laughs> materials, you creep. Um, and so she says coveralls. And the bitch fucking buys coveralls. I cannot. Oh, God. He is so, so dedicated to the chase. I know. He's really committing. I really hope he wears those when he fucks her. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Like, I hope they make another appearance. Oh um, okay. But they were really, she was really like, I mean, people get coveralls so, like, you don't get pain over you or whatever. And he's like, I mean, you could just take your clothes off. And she's like, um, okay. Like, she literally just says, um. <laughs> Well, and he's like, so nah, whatever, I'll buy some coveralls. And she's like, all right, so please bad. get out of my store. I am so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's bad. So they talk about scheduling a photo shoot, right? Because um, she didn't get any photos for the fucking interview or whatever. <sighs> Another one of her faults in the she's reporting. She's so bad at her job. Like, you're trying to do this for a friend, and you really fucked it up. And then this dude comes in. Paul? I guess he's supposed to be the Mike Newton here, right? Sure, yeah. So I hate him on principle. Um, (laughs) Even though he's, like, from... I think he's... It says he went to, like, Princeton or whatever the fuck, and he's, like, being super chill. But Christian loses his mind, and it's embarrassing for him. Sure. Anyways. Oh, yeah. So he is from Princeton. Where he's studying business admin. Wow. Wow. Fucking Mike Newton, he would. Um, oh my god. <laughs> just saying. I feel like you're projecting onto this, this sweet boy. Listen, Paul's probably Your fine, from- but he's yes. objectively the worst. You know what I mean? Oh my god. He's not objectively oh, the worst. Christian Gray is, is objectively the worst. The worst. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. Um, okay. Anyways. 
So he gets all these things, and then he's being like super pissy as she's ringing him up and <laughs> asks if he wants a bag. It's like, yeah, put your shame in a bag, you weirdo. And then, so they end, right? And he's like, by the way, Anna, as he's walking out, he's like, I'm glad Kate couldn't do the interview. And then he just smiles and fucking puts the bag over his shoulder and just sashays away. It's like, first of all, stop. Uh. But then the fucking chapter ends with her just biting her lip, Bella style, just being like, wow, I think this is what sex drive is. <laughs> and it's really embarrassing. Yeah. <sighs> now, if I could give you a preview, I would. But all I know about next week is that we're reading chapters three and four. And that's it. I have nothing. Know. I have nothing to give you. <laughs> I love this. I love how we're really just diving into this with no no idea what's happening. I don't like it but it's great no you know we're you know we're getting vulnerable and we're figuring out like you know we don't have to know be in control and know everything you know sometimes shit just happens is this my version of coveralls <laughs> think about it let's talk about Your it next metaphysical week. coveralls yeah no let's simmer <laughs> on it we'll come back top of the episode next week we'll figure it out i don't know how to give a, a nice lead-in for this other than you know what also makes me say nice um 69 our patrons hey hey here's the thing should we i don't know how to change their names i think we should keep these names but any new ten dollar plus patron should get a 50 shades gray name i love that i think that's very good um so if that's not incentive enough to to support us on patreon you don't want to do you want a sex name hey we got it for you (laughs) surveyor of sex names yes exactly that's what we do alexandria taylor thank you thank you so much okay so the first one is Shannon Clearwater. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. We're here again for you. So yes. thank you. Our next one, Jessica Stanley. Hi. Welcome pew, pew, back. Pew. I hope you had a great swim break. Hell yeah. And our last one, Katie Weber. Yeah. Katie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> say anything else other than I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a collective blanket, I'm sorry. Yep, to everybody, For honestly. the next two years of this experiment. Yeah. Do you know who is still on their grind, though? is uh, fucking our unpaid intern our unpaid intern Taylor Brown Browntown um <laughs> who sent me the best fucking fanfic Sorry, what is happening? <laughs> That's just my soul opening up to prepare <laughs> for this fanfiction. <laughs> do you not do that? Is that not Now here's the thing. Yeah. There's a word in this that I don't know how to pronounce. Um and it's kind of important, but we're just going to lean into it. This oh, no. fan fiction is called Christian Grey Poor Home. That's sure. Mm, I don't know. Eh. And it's written by a person named B.G. Heron. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was published in July of 2012. And the summary is, I can really see something like this popping up in an upcoming magazine or in a really slinky television advertisement. Hope you find it amusing. Be kind. This is my first try at writing. Ever? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> my first pen to paper. Yes. Okay. Here so this is an advertisement for Christian Grey's essence, apparently. We'll see how this goes. Okay. It says advertisement. Ladies, who doesn't want to come home, wrap your arms around him, and take a deep breath of Christian Grey? Now you can, with Christian Grey Porum Cologne for your man. In fact, you can have him any time of the day or night. Why not have your very own man smelling like jasmine and clean linen mixed with a heaty mixture of masculine woodsy greens? 
Even if your beloved isn't a billionaire or doesn't have a body made of pure, unadulterated muscle, that doesn't mean you can't pretend one once the blindfold is on. Bring the smell of the finest hotels in Europe and the essence of the Seattle skyline into your bedroom. Even the classically designed bottle, reminiscent of the Escala building and the clean modern lines of Grey House is a feast to the eyes. Go on and take a deep, delicious breath of Christian Grey Purim on your man. He can be all yours. <laughs> Christian Grey Body Wash for bath and shower, also available at your finest retailers. Your man can come clean for you, just like Christian Grey. And finally, Fifty Shades Aftershave, available in limited quantities, perfect to slap on during those special nights. Coming soon, and you know she can't help herself, Anastasia Parfum Parfum. <laughs> and scene. Horrible. What a horrible thing. So first of all, not spawn. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I don't even know what the context is is for your man can come clean for you, but I don't want to know. Ever. Yeah, but I think we will. I think we have to. I think we will. As we say in Seattle. Get bit. Get whipped. (laughs) 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 This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostHost44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSauerKrauss and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse